Welcome to the In Short Supply Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Buda. Together, we'll hang out and discuss all of the things, but especially what we are actually in short supply of ourselves. Let's get comfy. All right, let's uh, try this again. (laughs) So yesterday, I recorded a 35-minute episode, which if I do say so myself, sounded pretty good from what I can remember. And when I hit playback to see how the audio was, for whatever reason, it was choppy and skippy and basically unlistenable. So I was very frustrated and I said, okay, I'm not even going to try to recreate it right now. I am just going to leave it and pick it up again tomorrow, meaning today. So I'm trying to salvage the episode. Um, This might even just be a completely different episode because I don't want to like try to to express the same stuff that I was expressing in the same way and have it be like, I guess, inauthentic, but we're just going to go for it. Hi, everyone. (laughs) It's, uh, I hope everybody's doing well. It's been crazy. I feel like I'm always saying that and it's still as true as it has been since I've started saying that. It's so it's been a little crazy. Um, if you remember, I was in a car accident in October and I think I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that it's affected me more than I thought it was going to or I really didn't expect it to still be a thing. I'm such a fixer and I'm such a doer that it's like when something mildly inconvenient happens, I immediately I'm like, okay, how do I fix it? How do I, you know, move past it? And I'm learning that uh, sometimes you just got to sit with the uncomfortable and sit with, you know, the problem. And, and that's kind of what's going on. It's, um, it's been really, really, really frustrating, um, both with like, the logistical side of the car accident like insurance and bills and claims and all of this stuff and then also dealing with like trying to I guess bounce back from the accident like I didn't realize that like just that change in like your normalcy really just like throws you for a loop like I thought I would be like okay, I had a concussion, I got into the accident, and then like a week later, just be like back to the regularly scheduled program of my life, and it really hasn't been that way, and uh, I'm trying to just kind of like roll with it, but if I'm being honest, which I always try to be, it's been really, really, really stressful to deal with the insurance aspect of um, the car accident, so Long story short is, which, I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a full adult and there are still so many things that I don't know when it comes to, you know, uh, real life things like, like car accidents and insurance. Like, you don't think about these things unless you're dealing with it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, when you get into a car accident um, and you go to the hospital, which I did, your car insurance is I guess supposed to pay for your medical bills and that is something that I did not know and because of that 
there was a lot of back and forth between my car insurance and my health insurance and these bills were piling up and nobody wanted to pay for them. And I'm like in the middle trying to talk to my medical insurance, trying to talk to my car insurance, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to get in touch with the other person, uh, the other person's insurance who hit me. And it's, it was such a clusterfuck. Sorry, I think I've been recording for like five minutes and I've already dropped an F-bomb. Um, it really was. It, it, it was just like nobody nobody was helpful. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody's telling me what to do. And I was getting really, really frustrated because it was like, I pay all of this money for insurance, for home insurance, for auto insurance, for health insurance. Like, I do all of the right things. I And now I need help from the providers and nobody wants to help me. And I'm like, why do I pay all this money? Why am I doing all the work? Why am I calling this person and that company and this claim and blah, 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 blah. And it was so heavy on my mind and it became so consuming. I was losing sleep over it. Truthfully, I was breaking out in hives over it. I would be crying all the time because it was just so overwhelming to be like, getting these these bills of like all of this money and nobody is like taking responsibility for it finally things are now starting to come to a head but i was just getting so angry about it and I, i'm just kind of now coming down from it but it was really 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 consuming um i even said to somebody at work like <laughs> how do you know when you've hit rock bottom. Like, when do you actually know? Because that's kind of where I was at in the last few weeks. Um, in fact, <laughs> I was so angry and frustrated and overwhelmed and stressed. I was on the phone in Home Depot with Frank. We were getting some stuff. And I was so mad on the phone that um, I, like, had to take the aggression out on the closest thing possible and I kicked a box that was like on the floor in Home Depot and it was like a shop vac box it was like a big thing it didn't go anywhere but like I kicked it and I was just like and I'm like like whisper screaming on the phone because I'm in Home Depot and I don't want to look totally unhinged and I was just kind of like wow um this is not good that I am so wound up that I am taking it out on cardboard <laughs> in a Home Depot. So that was kind of a, a little bit of a wake up call for me. Like you need to chill out and you need to just like take it one day at a time. And it's okay if you're an adult and you also don't have the answers to everything. Like that's okay. And um, since then, I'm trying to just kind of be a little bit more graceful with myself and have patience but um it's been crazy so I am coming down from it I am moving forward I have a lot of things to do still with the whole car accident stuff but it does seem like hopefully things are getting a little bit better so that's also a little bit of a weight off my shoulders um but with that being said I am feeling very anxious today and I know I say that all the time and it is always true because I am somebody who obviously 
you've been listening, um, suffers from like tremendous anxiety. And I think the most frustrating part now in this situation is that I know that it's completely irrational. Like I know that the feeling that I have is my own doing. Like I created this. I am noticing, I guess it's as I'm getting older or maybe it's as I'm getting a little bit more self-aware, I am very much struggling with how I'm perceived by people that I care about. So, uh, you know, I went out last night um, to my good friend's birthday party and I was with people who I work with, who I'm friends with, and I had tremendous anxiety being there. And I don't, it's not that I, you know, I'm afraid of like what people are going to think of me, but I'm always trying to make myself smaller in those types of scenarios. You know, like I'm trying to minimize who I am so that I don't give people a reason to think a certain way about me. Like, don't talk too much. Don't, you know, uh, monopolize the conversations. It's the same stuff I've been talking about for years, but it's like, I'm still very much struggling with it. And I, you know, I came home uh, around midnight and I was so wound up from like that, like constant loop of like, did I talk too much? And do people think I'm annoying? And do people think I'm obnoxious? And I mean, it obviously is also coupled with the fact that like, and I'm not a drinker. So like I did have a drink and like there was guilt because of that. Like, well, you shouldn't be drinking because you're with people at work. And what if you, you know, and it's like nothing happened. Like I had a really nice time. I'm pretty sure the people I was with had a nice time. I just always walk away from those situations thinking that everybody hates me. Can you guys relate to that? Like I've known these people for six years and I'm still like, I don't really think anybody likes me. (laughs) And that honestly might be the case. And that's like a whole other issue. But like, I think I really just need to get to the part of my life where I'm at peace knowing that like this part of me is really irrational and, and in my head. And I think talking about it does help. But I don't know. I get so in my head that it like it ruins the night like I I was having a good time and then like you like hit a wall and you're like everyone hates you (laughs) and these intrusive thoughts are like it's funny because not all of your thoughts like not all of your anxious thoughts are are of value or merit like just because you think it doesn't mean it's true but that that weird gray area of like just because you think it doesn't mean it's true and oh it's absolutely true like I'm living in that middle of like well it could be true you don't know you have to go to every single person that was at the party and be like do you hate me <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm having a little bit of a weird day so I came home at midnight I'm having these thoughts and I was so wound up that like I couldn't just like rest I stayed up till like 3 30 in the morning watching the Great British Baking Show and I made because you can't watch the great british baking show without eating something because it's just like that's how they should torture people if if that's like prisoners of war like that that you have to watch the great british baking show but you're not allowed to eat anything while you do it i made cinnamon buns and um stayed up till like 3 30 in the morning and then finally i went to sleep and uh i'm just a little bit thrown today but i'm trying to just kind of like 
acknowledge the anxiety and not also let it like completely overtake my day but I also have like a a really busy week coming up and it's and I think that's it's like anticipatory anxiety it's Sunday scaries it's thinking everybody who is in my life hates me it's it's just like I don't know I don't even have a, a word or a name for it it's just kind of like where I'm living right now like this is where I live in this trench of of just anxious thoughts like Tomorrow at work, I am getting observed by a su- by my, you know, uh, vice principal or principal, which, like, is standard. Like, you know, it happens every year. But, and it doesn't matter that I've been there for so long. It doesn't matter that I have tenure. It doesn't matter that I, you know, on a good day, I'm a good teacher. It's still scary and it's still, you know, anxiety-inducing. So I think all of that coupled with everything else that's been going on, I'm just, like, really, really worked up all the time. Like, it's it's like common or it's like standard procedure right now for me to just be breaking out in hives like that's probably not good it's probably not good that every day I'm like huh there's a hive on my face and there's one on my back and I'm just like like this state of anxiety is just kind of next level so you know I'm trying to do all of the things to like I don't know like reverse it or or make myself happy and like manufacture joy but it's still kind of always like simmering like I'm not at a full boil right now but like I can feel it and I'm I'm trying to you know I don't know like keep it at bay it also doesn't help that I just had a cup of coffee so I love coffee but I it it's it's anxiety inducing but I need it because I'm addicted to it. So <laughs> what happens when you're like kindergarten breakfast is like coffee and Biscoff cookies. <laughs> um, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh my goodness. How have I not started with this? The fact that I am on people's Spotify wrapped, like you listened to my podcast all of last year, all of 2021, like what? And the fact that I'm some people's number one, like, what? What world am I living in where my logo is on, you know, on people's Spotify wrapped? Like, what a crazy, crazy concept. But like, thank you. So, 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 so thankful and grateful. Like, this is obviously nothing that's you know in comparison to like and I don't want to minimize like this thing for me but like this is just something that I do for me and I love the fact that people love it and appreciate it and listen to it and share you know my story or share you know my my stuff on Instagram like wow and now it's you know it's out there and and people enjoy it and it's it's just such a wild ride and I'm so grateful um let's see what else is going on um it's almost Christmas and I have this like little bit of a tradition that I've always had with my mom where we bake Christmas cookies together and she's like an absolute machine this woman like wakes up at three o'clock in the morning to make dough and I she's wild but we started it last week and um I was supposed to go there today but it just didn't work out so she's probably like cranking out doughs like I don't even know um 
we we started doing that and my brother's wife uh is also part of the tradition now which is super fun and i love it um i was with both of them for like 13 hours the other weekend just we made like i don't even know at least 150 butter cookies like so many cookies sprinkles everywhere but it was it was so fun really funny though i i this is not you're gonna you're gonna hear this and be like wow she is not smart um this is not my finest moment uh i i've never made gingerbread cookies and i've always wanted to and i sent this recipe to my mom and one of the ingredients was molasses now when i was in eighth grade i did a science you know uh, a lab or a science project or whatever and you ha- you were you made molasses like that was the the lab you you made it whatever so i <clears throat> always thought this is so bad i always thought that's just how you made like if you needed molasses for a recipe you had to make it you that was just standard procedure you couldn't buy it so whatever not correct did not know this so i send my mom the recipe and i'm like hey here's this gingerbread recipe I don't remember how to make molasses, but I'm pretty sure we can figure it out. And she responded with like, what? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean, what? She was like, you don't make molasses, you can buy it. And I was like, no. When I was in eighth grade, we made it. And she was like, okay, sure, but you, you can buy it as well at any store ever. So I didn't know this. Um... And I, I told Frank, and he was like, do you make your own butter? Like, it's a substance. You, molasses is a substance. You can, ma- you can buy it. Like, and it, obviously not my finest moment. So my dad buys a thing of molasses and sends me a picture of it the other day. He's like, hey, found this new product at Whole Foods. Like, <laughs> revolutionary. I'm <coughs> sorry. And I was like, okay, point taken. I'm an idiot. So, um, hilarious. And also, slightly embarrassing, but hey, we're all friends here, right? No big deal. Um, I have been... Oh, I, I've i been reading like crazy because I am almost at my reading challenge for the year. So at the beginning of 2021, I... Well, I've been doing this for years. Uh, Goodreads, the, the website Goodreads, has a reading challenge every year. I think I've been doing it for like at least six years. And you set a challenge for yourself of how many books you want to read in a calendar year. So this year, I challenged myself to read 75 books in 2021. And I am at 73 out of 75. And I am really, really hoping that I can, um, you know, do it by the end of the year. I think I can. I'm just, you know, this is a really busy, crazy time of year. So I'm trying to, like, fit in these pockets of reading whenever I can. Which brings me... Sorry, to um, the coolest thing. So if you know me on a personal level, or even if you don't know me on a personal level, you if you even just follow me on In Short Supply, I'm obsessed with books. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly posting about books. I, I, loved, I love, 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 love to give book recommendations. It's probably my favorite thing to do um, because there's nothing I love more than reading a book, loving it, telling somebody to read it, and then they love it too. Like the best feeling. Um, I really, if I could find a career where it's just recommending books to people, I would be so happy. 
So Deanna from Women's Holistic Wellness and also one of my friends was t- telling me um, when she came over that day to record an episode, we were we were both kind of looking at my bookshelf and she was like, I really admire that like you read. Like I used to love reading and now I don't do it anymore. And, you know, she was asking me for a book recommendation to really get her back into reading. And of course, I recommended Orbiting Jupiter by Gary D. Schmidt, which is my favorite book of all time. It is the book I read to my students every year. It's, you know, it's geared toward middle school, but it's, I truly think that adults appreciate it more than kids, but kids also are still obsessed with it. So that's saying a lot um, because the, the writing is so beautiful, the figurative language, like it's just such a, a beautifully written story and it's so emotional and and uh, joyful and sorrowful and it's just everything that I could ever want in a book and um I recommended it to Deanna she read it she finished it she texted me that she loved it and um that was such a good feeling and I I want more of that so if you want any book recommendations whether you know me or not I hope you feel like you can dm me and I would be happy to help um what else is going on let's see oh Taylor Swift re-released her new um, album. Uh, Well, okay. Taylor Swift re-released her old album, which is now her new album, Red. Red came out originally in 2012, and it has my favorite song of all time on it, which is All Too Well. And she released All Too Well, the 10-minute version. And that has pretty much been on repeat since... I don't know, it came out since she re-released it. Um, It is so good. It is so amazing. It is totally, like, uh, it's it's artwork. It's amazing. It's a masterpiece. And um, it's really weird because when Red came out in 2012, I was obviously in a very, very different part of my life. And now, listening to that same album, bringing up all of these, like, feelings that I had all those years ago... It's such a weird, it's such a weird dynamic of, like, listening to this terribly sad song, like, the most, like, the saddest song on earth, and feeling all those feelings that you felt in 2012, knowing full well you're in a happy, healthy, loving, committed marriage to somebody, but still thinking about, like, the way that you felt back then, and it's, um, it's a really hard feeling to reconcile, um, and it can be a little triggering, but... I love the song so much that I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll have all of these sad feelings. It's fine. And I just think about that fact that <laughs> I am, um, I have a really great husband, but I'm still going to just be sad when I'm <laughs> listening to it. Um, but it's so good. Speaking of Frank, um, Frank and I committed to um, watching all of the Harry Potter movies from start to finish before like New Year's. I obviously have read all of the books multiple times. Frank has not seen all of the movies, um, and he has definitely not read all of the books. So we are um, watching a movie, like at least like one movie every week. Um, and oh, like what a perfect time to do it. I just feel like all Harry Potter movies should be watched in like the fall or winter. I don't know why. And it's. Uh, it's so nice. I haven't watched them in so long, like easily nine or 10 years. And that was probably the last time I read the whole series again. I think I've read the whole series like three times, but excuse me. 
it's been really nice. It's like, it's like visiting an old friend. So we're having some fun doing that. Um, so yeah, I am, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about kind of all of these stressors that I've had in the last, you know, uh, year or so, like really, or I mean, really maybe two years, three years, who knows, my whole life. But basically I've been spending a lot of time thinking about all of the things that I've learned in my life, like the things that have always just been like the way that it is, like standard practice, standard procedure. These are This is the way I've always done things and really kind of peeling back the layers and thinking about the things that I've learned and the things that I've kind of always adopted into my life might not be the best way to do things. Like I'm doing a lot of unlearning. I've had... Um, I've had some situations very recently where I've had to think about where my loyalties lie with people and how I am a very, very loyal person. And that is something that um, I've always been described as. And that doesn't always mean it's a good thing. Like I'm realizing that I can be loyal, but I also need to protect myself. Like I can't just be loyal to people who would throw me under the first bus that they see. So, and I'm obviously being very, like, ominous, but I'm not gonna, you know, I have to keep some secrets. But I'm noticing that um, I need to kind of, like, stand in my own strength and know that to be loyal does not mean to be walked all over. So, you know, I'm having some some moments where I have to unlearn what it means to to be a loyal person and it's a hard pill to swallow it really is because you know when you're unlearning something you're you're really uprooting the way in which you've kind of always done things and that's why I wanted to spend some time talking about the things that I am unlearning because it's not easy but I'm noticing that it might be difficult right now, but I'm I'm allowing myself to find peace um, after the storm, so to speak. So I, I mentioned it before, you know, I've always believed that my anxious thoughts that I have have merit and that they are correct and they are factual. And I'm unlearning that that thought process. Like not everything I think or believe has to be true. You know, not everything that I say in my head to myself that's super, super, super critical or unkind or, you know, intrusive is true. And it's not easy to be like, okay, I'm acknowledging the fact that you think this, but it is also not accurate. Like, it's a fleeting thought. It, it does not hold any water. Like, and... I don't know if you struggle with this too, but like, I just feel like once it's in my head, that's where it lives. And that means it can make itself comfortable and take root. And now it's home and it's tough. So a lot of that is, um, I'm trying to unlearn that not everything I think is the truth. You know, thinking that everybody hates me, thinking that, um, you know, uh, I'm never going to be good enough to do X, Y, Z, or I don't have a strong work ethic, or I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, fill in the blank for yourself. It's, it doesn't mean it's true just because it crosses your mind. And that's taking a lot of unlearning. Um, 
I'm having, and I've talked about this a little bit, and it definitely deserves its own time and, and maybe even its own standalone episode, but man, I am having a hard time with body image. You know, you learn, especially when we were growing up, like people my age or around that time, it was in your face to always look a certain way. And now I just think that's magnified because of social media and comparison and, you know, these unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves. And I am somebody who absolutely falls into the category of like all or nothing. And I put such um, tight limitations on the way in which I like operate, you know, so if I you know, if I have something, you know, quote unquote, bad to eat on a Monday, well, now you can't have anything until the following Monday. Or if you don't work out at 4am, you it's it's a waste, you shouldn't even work out. Like I, I put myself in these really, really, really tight parameters that like, if I don't rise to the occasion that I've I've kind of set for myself, if I don't meet that expectation, I'm a failure. And I'm really trying to unlearn that because right now I'm, I'm going through a really hard time and, and that's going to continue for who knows how long. I say that all the time, like, oh, things are really hard or I'm in the trenches or, you know, I'm going through a lot. And that's because that's just what's happening right now. And if I keep saying it, it's because it's still the truth. I can't on one hand talk candidly about going through a hard time. And then next episode, it's like everything's, everything is rainbows, butterflies, sunshine, and, and perfect. That is never going to be the case. I that's not how life works. So I've I've made a promise to you and to myself that I will always be honest about the struggle because that's just what's going on right now. Whether it's pandemic related, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whatever the case is, like it's been a really hard time and it's going to continue to be a hard time until I don't know the foreseeable future, until it isn't like I can't determine when there's a finish line or an end date. So I've really, I'm really trying to unlearn these like very, very strict, you know, uh, like limitations or conditions that I put on my life. Like you must work out this amount of days in, you know, in a week and you must do it at this specific time. And I'm trying to peel back those layers and go back to basics because it's not feasible and it's not sustainable to always have these like really, really, really strict, you know, things in place. Like <clears throat> I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking, especially in the last few weeks, like thinking about what it means to truly meet yourself where you are. Like I never allowed myself to acknowledge that it's okay to to kind of be struggling and adapt your routine around that. Like I always thought, okay, you're struggling. And if you don't like pull yourself out of that struggle immediately, you're lazy and you're worthless. Like my morning routine used to be so, so, so like uh, to a T, like it was a science. Get up at this time, work out, get ready, go to work, blah, 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 whatever. It was, it was like military precision. And now that I am in a different place where I am truly struggling to get out of bed, struggling to sleep, struggling to get out of bed, um, you know, just having a hard time. 
I'm trying to unlearn that that idea of, well, you need to still operate as if everything was completely fine. And if you don't, you are lazy and you are, you know, worthless. So trying to unlearn that and, and focus more on meeting myself where I am. And that brings me to the thing that, you know, I was kind of mentioning before, which is like, I'm having a really hard time looking in the mirror. You know, body image is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And it is exhausting to like have the thoughts that I do when it comes to the way that I look, as well as like what it means to be healthy. I think that we've we've all put in our heads this idea of what health is. And it's really just like a prison instead of thinking about what health means specifically to you as an individual. Like, I I wouldn't say that, like, you know, I don't want to, like, offend or, or speak out of turn in saying that. I, I don't think that I have a full-blown, like, eating disorder, but I do think I have, like, disordered eating. I think just flip-flopping those words just totally changes the connotation. And, you know, for me, <clears throat> I can't just eat something and that's it. Like, it's just food, and then I move on with my life. It's, like, this constant spiraling thought of, like, well, if you have this in the morning, you can't have this in the afternoon, and that means you can't have that for dinner, or you can't have any dessert, or you can only have dessert on Sundays, or, you know, if you have bread, you can't have bread two days in a row, and, like, all of these thoughts where it's, like, I've, I've told myself, I've, I've, I've always said to myself, you need to basically earn the food that you eat, and I'm really, really, really trying to unlearn that idea that you have to earn food. Food is food. It's it's just what it is. And it's okay to eat whatever it is you need to eat for that day and whatever that looks like for you. Now, obviously, I'm not saying I should be eating like cinnamon buns on the regular, but I am saying that it doesn't have to be this, you know, constant like thought in my head where it's the, it becomes an obsession and it's very unhealthy because I could be eating all the healthy foods I want, but if my mind is still telling me that I have to earn, you know, a, a, a piece of chocolate, like, that's worse, I think. I think the, the thoughts are worse than if I just ate the chocolate. And, and that's where I think mind and body connection is so important because I could be eating celery every single day, but if I still am not, you know, acknowledging you know, if I'm still thinking that I have to earn X, Y, Z when it comes to food, I'm never going to be healthy. So I'm, I'm really, really, really trying to unlearn that idea that food needs to be earned, whether that's like a carb or a dessert or even, you know, uh, whatever, like thinking so, so, so specifically about eating is exhausting and it's, it's so counterproductive. So I'm really trying to learn, with all of that being said, meeting myself where I'm at. Like, right now, I, I have to adjust my day or my routine or my life to where I currently feel like I can operate. Like, I can't operate at full pr productivity, optimal performance, 100% of the time. And I've always told myself that that's standard. Like, that's what you have to do. And when you don't do it, you are a failure. When you don't have a strong work ethic, you are, are, you know, you might as well just throw in the towel. 
uh, and I'm not blaming anybody or anything, but I have this thought in my head from when I was a kid, even into my adulthood. My dad always used to say, when you rest, you rust. And that has always been in my head. And I'm not blaming him. Like, that's that was what he believed. Like, I don't think... My dad is, is very go, 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 go all the time. And I'm the same exact way. And I feel just like I feel like I have to earn food, I have to earn rest. And rest is something that you, it's like a bad word to me. It's like a curse. Like you shouldn't even use that word because to me, rest is lazy. Like that's synonymous. And that's not the case. So I'm unlearning what that means because I need to meet myself where I'm at right now. And where I'm at is I need rest. I don't need rest for the whole day. I need little bursts of, of, you know, of productivity or just like, you know, uh, just maintenance on my life. And part of that is like, hey, if you want to spend 30 minutes reading your book or scrolling Instagram or watching the Great British Baking Show, like that's okay. I feel as if I can't do those things until everything is crossed off my to-do list. And that brings guilt, that brings shame. It's, it's all of these like really gross negative feelings that aren't, um, they're not helping me. It's not like I'm like, oh, wow, I'm finally resting after I did everything and I feel great now. No, because there's always going to be something else for me to do. And um, I'm really, really trying to unlearn that thought process of, you know, when you rest, you rust. No, like, I'm going to rust if I if I keep going the way I am and I, I completely deplete myself. Um, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And right now, I don't even know if I have a cup. <laughs> I think I threw the cup away. So <clears throat> first thing I have to do is go buy a new cup or find a new cup and fill it up. So really, really, really going back to basics. I've said really, really, really a lot, but whatever. Um, I'm really, <laughs> there I go again. I'm also unlearning, you know, and I guess this kind of goes with what I was just saying. You tell yourself a story about yourself and you you believe that story to be the truth And I think, and I also think that people feed you the story of your life that you're supposed to just kind of accept. So if somebody says something about you, that also doesn't mean that it's true. So knowing your capabilities and believing them for yourself is something that I'm learning and also unlearning. I think I have a tendency to absorb what other people perceive. So, um, you know, for me, I'm really trying to relearn and unlearn at the same time. Like, I can be an independent person, also knowing when to ask for help, of course. But, like, I think a lot of people in, you know, in some capacities think that I need them. And obviously I'm not talking about like my marriage, but like a lot of people I think want me to feel like I can't succeed without someone else's help. And that's not the case. So I'm really trying to relearn what it means to know who I am, what I'm capable of, and believing that to be the truth and not what other people want me to believe about myself. We, we constantly tell ourselves that, you know, these stories that we want you know, that, that we don't want to believe. Like, somebody says something about you, you're like, oh, well, that has to be true. No, it doesn't. 
you need to know who you are and you need to know what what you can do and believe that and with that being said like on learning what it means to be a friend and learning what it means to be a friend and and knowing that loyalty like I mentioned before needs to be it needs to go both ways it can't just be you or me being loyal and then just getting kicked when you're down um I guess knowing when it's time to cut ties with with people which is sad um but I think we spend so much time taking care of other people that we've forgotten that we need to be taken care of by those same people and also take care of ourselves and protect yourself too you know like I think I'm the first person to forget that I come first and that's something that I've had to relearn and unlearn and and like it's not other people and then me it's me first and you know just kind of going with that you know learning when to relinquish control or unlearn what it means to relinquish control I think control has has a very uh, very many different definitions and I'm in the nature in the idea of meeting myself where I'm at letting go of what I can't control and I can only control how I am and how I react and my attitude and my effort and in the in the idea of of going back to basics I I I, I have to follow that I think you know there's so much control that I used to have when it came to my job and now that's gone out the window and that idea of going back to basics not just for me but for my students as well like there's so many expectations to to go back into something that's considered normal when we're still not in a normal environment it's better but it's not ideal and I am having a hard time with you know providing for my students and giving them what other people think they need while also me knowing knowing what's best for them like getting them back to basics in liking school again in trying their best in fostering relationships with them building rapport you know uh, learning how to or relearning how to communicate with each other and all of these things that are things that I never had to think about and now kind of like letting go of what I think the school year should look like and and putting it back on on them, my students and being like, well, what do they need right now? Do they need more like, you know, rigorous, unrealistic expectations or do they need slow and steady wins the race? And And so that control that I've always thought I had is something that I'm very much learning or unlearning what that even means because I am not operating as an adult in the way in which I used to so how can I expect a 13 year old to bounce back faster than me you know it's it's wild times that we're living in right now wild but I also feel like with all of that being said I I feel better you know after 43 minutes of (laughs) of kind of venting it all out and talking about how to unlearn certain things. I also feel like I have a lot to look forward to. I feel a little bit better. I'm starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm I'm really really trying to figure out what it means to take care of myself and 
I don't have to do everything in the way in which I have like set out a plan for myself. Like I'm so bad at giving myself grace that this is this is something that I'm truly trying to unlearn. Like just give yourself a friggin' break. We all need it. And I feel like it, well, I always say that like, oh, everybody needs a break besides me. Like you can't have one. Everybody else, not you. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to meet myself where I'm at, but I'm also really, I've been thinking about what Deanna said in the last episode of, you know, of the show where it's like, you have to stop playing small. And I feel like I've been really, really good at playing small in all aspects of my life because it's comfortable. And I've told myself this story that I can only play small and I'm not capable of, of more. And I'm really trying to think about how to get out of that mindset and and think about what it means to stop playing small. And I, I don't know, maybe I would love feedback in what you guys think that would look like for In Short Supply. Um, I always love to hear from you, so that would be great. Anyway, well, 45 minutes. Let's hope that this is not skipping or glitchy or anything that's going to make me rip the hair out of my head. It felt really nice to be back, uh, you know, back here. And I hope that everybody's taking care of themselves and meeting yourself where you're at. And can you let me know what that looks like for you? What does that look like for you to meet yourself where you're at? Because I have like this very clear definition in my head that may or may not be true. And I'd love to, to kind of hear what you think about if you're going through a hard time, and you know you're not doing the things that you normally would be able to do with ease like right now i can't do anything with ease everything is is like a little bit of a of a push and a and a force and uh you know things that used to come very easily to me aren't and what does that look like for you and and is that similar or are are you did you find a life hack that maybe is is helpful or beneficial to other people <sighs> okay I have to go to ShopRite. <laughs> I have to do some laundry. I have a to-do list that is just continuously growing. But with that being said, I will try my very, very best to rest in some capacity today. Um, looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys. I hope you have a, a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to In Short Supply. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod.